0: This is the Best of Daily Devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Go to jfbelievers.com for more information. We're in John chapter 15, and we just began the last time we were together with the introduction to this very important and powerful chapter of Scripture. Beginning now, In verse one, we read, I am the true vine, and my father is the farmer. Every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Now, as we said last time we were together, Jesus had begun chapter 15 with a picture that should actually be quite clear to any of us, even the youngest of believers, for this area of the world where Jesus was walking, this was wine country, and the boys would have understood very well what Jesus was driving at in this account. He stated here and that he was the vine, that which carries the nurturing life, if you will, to all of the branches, and the branches then are all of us today that are part of Christ's kingdom. Now God, of course, is a caretaker of it all. He tells us rather bluntly that he cuts away all the branches that do not bear good fruit and even prunes those that do. Such a truth has great application both to us individuals and to us as a church. Please notice that he takes away the branches that aren't producing good fruit. That has some impact, doesn't it? These would therefore include all the uh, those who have hardened their hearts to the Holy Spirit, which he just spent time in the last chapter describing. He cuts these away, he cuts away the Pharaohs and he cuts away the Sauls and the Judases and the Ananiases and Sapphira's, the Korahs and all those who would harden their hearts to the voice of the Holy Spirit. The answer to this issue, however, is certainly not to strain and struggle to produce fruit. The branches of a tree do not strain and struggle to produce. The answer is to simply remain firmly attached to the vine. To remain firmly attached and constantly connected to Jesus, believing, embracing, and as he has emphasized in these last few chapters, obeying all of his words. Not just the ones that make us feel comfortable or satisfied with ourselves. Because gang, if we love him, we will keep his commandments. And if we do that, we will also produce good fruit. Not by our efforts, but by the life that surges through the vine and into us, the branches. So, in other words, it is he that produces a fruit within us. The branches are utterly dependent upon the vine. Cut off, we die. But please note the vine dresser does not actually kill the branches any more than God sends people to hell. We choose. We have free will. And when we reject the care and that implicit mandatory life connection with the vine, we die. But we die at our hand. We die because we rejected the vine and we hardened our hearts against him. There is no greater threat in all of this than pride. The Bible says it's the pride of life. The thought that You know, we can cut corners or cheat the vine dresser and sanction our sin. That we can gossip. That we can divide and be bitter and angry. We can hate our brothers. We can slander our sisters. It all comes from pride. Notice that the text herein refers to Jesus as not only the vine, but he goes a step further placing that lost word true as an attribute of Christ, the true vine. Truth? Hmm. Is there anything left out there that is really truth? Is he really the truth? Because if he is, then everything he ever said was truth. He is the true vine. I mean, does that mean there are other vines? Oh, yes. That's what this whole message, this whole chapter is about. I wonder how many other vines we've attest ourselves to. Because they're not legitimate vines, but they are vines. How about our bank accounts? Our careers, our friends, our family? How about religion? Maybe it's just your church. Maybe it's just you. You see, those who are failing to produce fruit, he cuts off. And some of you are producing fruit, but yet, You need to be pruned to increase your yield. He has to cut off that stuff that is sucking the life out of you. And will you let him? Because of branches that bear no fruit, this passage tells us he takes them away. We've all seen it, haven't we? It's a reality for sure. And I implore you today to really look at your life. Don't make excuses. Don't attempt to explain away your lack of fruit. But seek the proof of your transformation. Look for the fruit of your redemption. Verse 3 of our text says, Jesus is declaring that he is the vine to which we all must be connected. God the Father is the vine dresser, the planter, the cultivator, the caretaker, the harvester, the owner. And every branch connected to the vine must produce fruit or it's taken away. It's removed. It's disconnected. Now the temptation is to look at God as if he's standing over us with a big stick ready to smack us if we don't serve adequately or we don't do enough. But please note that his role is not some glorified axe man running around with a chainsaw, you know, cutting people out of the kingdom because they didn't suck it up and meet the standard. He is the caretaker. He is there to take care of the vineyard, the vine, and the branches. It's not his desire to see the vineyard fail. It's not his desire to see the vineyard fail to produce or fail to robust, be robustly healthy. The branches are not gonna produce because the caretaker standing over them threatening. Fear will not ultimately work on us either. God, the caretaker, is attempting to nurture the vineyard to health and productivity. Such encompasses passion and love and time to see the vineyard through to a level of maturity where it actually starts producing a harvest. We need to realize, however, this is a very serious issue and God is calling us to evaluate our profession of faith and to see if it's real. No, this is not an issue of legalism. This is not some sort of nod to a works-oriented faith. It is an issue, rather, of evaluating whether we indeed are in the faith at all. It's not an action to make us into something. It's an action that says we are something. 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, Examine yourselves, and whether you're in the faith. Test your own selves, or don't you know that you, your own selves, that Jesus is in you, unless indeed you are disqualified. You see, these measurements, if we can put them in that way, are there in God's word, and the word he has spoken to us. He has given us a criteria for which to quantify our position and our standing in His Kingdom. If we are willing to actually and truly evaluate such, many of us, frankly, are never going to look in there for fear of what we might see. In the course of His duties as caretaker, God will indeed prune or trim away unproductive runaway shoots that can suck the life energy out of a plant, that which can hold back our production in exchange for size. You know, many of us, we miserably fail in this area because, well, today we're investing all of our life energy into longer shoots, longer branches, getting bigger and bigger, gaining more and more instead of scaling back on the things of this world, you know, so as to have the time and the money and the energy to actually do something for God and his kingdom to do something for the billions of people who have never heard the name of Jesus. These worldly things are not necessarily overt sins indeed, but they're rather weights in our lives as Paul spoke of in Hebrews 12. Weights slow us down, keep us from making a difference in this world. But the truth is today, we actively avoid this pruning, don't we? We avoid it whenever possible because frankly it hurts. It's uncomfortable. It's an unpleasant activity, especially when we look at it, you know, merely for what we're losing instead of what we're gaining. Hebrews 12, 6 and 7 says this, For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with children. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.